Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Good morning to a wonderful sunny seaside evening. Morning, 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 morning. Giorno Giovanna ready. Well, that actually works. Kind of. Ooh. It's fine. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. <laughs> and I'm Nick Valentine, purveyor of other co-hosting jokes. I don't know, I wanted to try something Say different. the thing, Nick. Say the thing. I'm the other co-host. <laughs> oh, this is our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast where we recap. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind. Do we not discuss as well? Well, sometimes we've been known to have the occasional digression. <laughs> I don't know if occasional is the right word. Maybe, um, always. Nick, big news. What? How big? Uh, Judge Eyes news. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even started talking about Jojo's. You may recall, last episode I flagged that sales had been halted on Japanese Yakuza spiritual sequel slash in-universe follow-up Judge Eyes. Yes. Because the one of the uh, actors playing a prominent character was arrested on cocaine charges. Yes, I uh, remember that. In the past few hours, it's been announced that uh, the game will still see its Western release uh, in June 2019. Okay. But that the actor, mocap and voice actor in question will be replaced by someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this right. He does cocaine. They take the game off the shelves, mm-hmm. take him out of the game, Only put someone them. else in, sell the game again. Why? <laughs> Just why? Why? Okay, sure. Whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as I get my game, I guess. I don't know who this guy is. Oh, and by the way, shout out to uh, Patty from Twin Humanities, who uh, just this very morning blasted me on Twitter about my pronunciation of Sega in that previous discussion. It's not Sega! And I stand by it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's obviously Sega, but you're still going to say Sega. Yeah, Sega Genesis. Anyway. Shouldn't it be Sega Genesis? Don't test me, <laughs> Nicky boy. Today, we watch in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... The fifth episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Golden Wind, which is the 118th episode of the of the uh, overarching franchise, covering chapters 456 through 458 of the manga. That's many a chapter. That's three chapters. A whole three. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, Liam. Hey, Nick. This episode. This episode. Has been brought to you. Has been brought to me. By. By. Bye. You need to put the music in at this point just to fuck with people. Nah. No. Has been brought to you by Benjamin Matilla. Hi, Benjamin Matilla. Nick, we don't say bye at the end of this podcast. We say to be continued. That is a good point. (laughs) Benjamin Matilla. Now, I think that's the next one. Full disclosure. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, it says here on the thing that he started at a certain date and then it has someone who started a date later. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Nick, I feel like we don't need to show our working on this one. The listeners can just trust we know what we're doing. But we have no idea what we're doing ever, Liam. This is literally the one thing we're well known for. I hope not. I mean, neither do I. But Benjamin Matilla, he's a guy. He supports us. He's pretty all right. Thanks, Benjamin Matilla. You're a good egg. And egg is pretty okay. (laughs) We explode into JoJo's Bizarre Avenger Part 5, Episode 5. When? We are treated to a gripping, high-octane Mafia org chart sequence. Which we already did last week, but... Or a couple of weeks ago, perhaps. But we're back in it. The org chart that I looked up was just a very basic flowchart with white squares and arrows. Mm -hmm. But this thing is like Roman Colosseums with the gaps in the... uh, The glorious pantheon of the Mafia. The gaps in the columns filled with, like, drug squad and things like that. I mean, it's it's rad. I'm not gonna lie. 
Bujarati exposits that the base unit of Pashyani is uh, groups of six to ten underlings mm-hmm. uh, headed up by someone like Bujarati, who then work under a capo, uh, and the capos reign over particular regions as their turf. And the teams, uh, sometimes th- there are a lot of just general teams like Bucciarati. He's just a team of cool guys with cool friends. Everyone yep. loves him. Yep. As we see this episode, everyone loves Bucciarati. Uh-huh. But then there are also teams with specialty areas like a drug team and assassination team. I feel like if you're a general team, mm-hmm. that's that's more like someone's just gone, so what are you good at? It's like, well, I'm really personable. It's like, great. Great. So you can just make friends with all of the people in this town, uh, beat them up if they're not paying protection money, but also do them favours if they're a little old lady knocking on a window. I was more thinking, like, they just sit there being like, okay, you just... You, you just go over there and have some fun, okay? You're well, part of the mob, I sure. would imagine they do that with a lot of the people who pass Polpo's test in the not-becoming-a-stand-user condition. It's like, so, do you feel different now? No. No, I kept right. that lighter lit for 24 hours. Right, gotcha, so... Right. General infantry. Yeah, so you're just on the bottom, take this gun and just don't, just don't bother me, okay? <laughs> just don't bother me. And above them all sits the boss. <gasps> the boss. The boss. The first woman in space. She saw the world without borders. L'enfant terrible. I mean, that was much later. Otacon. Other Metal Gear terminology. Grey Fox. The boss only makes direct contact with his right-hand man. Okay. And then orders are relayed through a series of cutaways hmm. down the chain. If people start snooping into the boss, they'll die. That... Seems legit. Oh, and Bruno also mentions uh, in what becomes, very quickly becomes a very ironic statement Mm -hmm. that um, a lot of the gang members uh, hate to stand out as they could get assassinated, much like the boss who reigns above it all. Stand (laughs) out. Sure. So a lot of them even have cover jobs or what we call a front, I guess. Yeah. And that even carpos like to dress ordinarily and not stand out, which of course we've seen with Polpo. Yeah. Uh, Now see... When I saw that, I went, it makes sense, Liam. And you you had the grin of a madman. Be like, oh, Nick. I had the grin of foresight. Now, to be fair, we do see in a, in a sequence that's going to come up pretty soon, just a bunch of, like, regular mobsters yeah. just doing regular mobster shit, just dressed like normal people. Mm. But... Then we also see every, regular mobsters. Every aren't. named mobster in this story is a JoJo character. Yeah. So... Is this the bit where it's like the montage of, hey, have you heard about... Uh... Um, no, first. No? Oh. We all, we're almost there. Okay. So I applaud you for your attention span. <laughs> but first, Bruno finishes this conversation being like, we can't defeat the boss unless we earn his trust and work our way up the ranks. So first, we need to get stronger and become a capo. And I can't do it below. I can't do it below. I can't do it baloney. I can't do it below decks. I'll have to do it with a team of good friends. Let's go meet them, Jorno. Cut to the OP. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Good work. Thank you. Uh, any <laughs> new observations? The arrow has chains attached to it. Whoa. Ooh. Symbol. Symbolism. We know about the chains. I still don't really <laughs> think that's all it is. It could be very literal for all I know. After the OP, mm-hmm. uh, there's a montage of ev- all the gangsters gossiping about Polpo's death. They're all like, so they say that Polpo committed suicide. But that doesn't seem very much like him, does it? Yeah, but I mean, in that special prison cell, murder wasn't possible. Maybe someone betrayed him. Oh. And one of these shots, <laughs> the first, okay, so there's like three of these different cutaways. Okay. Um, the first one is two guys in a restaurant. Yeah, very normal. They're just talking about yeah. things, it's fine. The second one is, <laughs> is something, it's really something. There's two guys talking in the foreground. Uh, one of them is like casually fiddling with his pocket and eventually pulls out a gun. 
And, and in the, the background, there's one guy being held by both his arms by two other guys, really freaking out. And this guy in the foreground is just like, "Yeah, so I hear Polpo's dead, and maybe they're gonna try to find someone to replace him." Pulls just, out gun, just pulling out this gun that I'm gonna use to shoot that guy in a second. <laughs> when I like pieced it together, I was like, "Jesus Christ, this got dark." <laughs> and then there's um two other guys in a store just gossiping, and then then some woman comes out of the uh, of the dressing room like, "How do I look?" And they're like, "Great." Perfecto. Back to gossiping about Pulpo. So he's got this fortune that's probably worth a lot like of this, money. I like this sequence. None of these, other than these two we're about to cut away to, none of these guys ever come up again. But it mm. does show us like ordinary mob life. Like not all these people are stand users. Some of them are just like weird sleazy criminals. Yeah, they're just general infantry doing their job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they haven't got any special powers, so they're not all that special. Dining in a special restaurant. They're doing the high life, the mm. old mafia way. Yeah. They haven't got that new stand user stuff that's yeah. disrupted the economy of the These model. guys are off just doing their own Grand Theft Auto side yeah. story. It's great. It's a good time. So then we cut to these two JoJo characters in a car. Now, when I saw them... You asked me to write down what they were wearing. So I very distinctly remember still what they were wearing. So you may have put this together, but we'll be seeing more of each of these characters yeah, in the I, future. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> so, okay, one of them... What, um, okay, The driver... The driver is... He's got green hair. That's got like a spiral kind of on one side. Yeah, and it's at sort the front. Of, and it leans back like across... Like a dolphin. Like a Togruta's... Uh, Leku. Leku. Star yeah. Wars. Uh, so it's like not even a ponytail. Ahsoka just... Tano was a Togruta in Anakin Skywalker's Apprentice. Oh, there you go. Or was it Darth Vader's Apprentice? Anakin Skywalker's. Do you believe that it was Anakin Skywalker that murdered all those younglings? I mean, she'd left by then. Who, Ahsoka? Yeah. No, I'm talking about in episode two. Killed the younglings. No, that happens in it? episode three. Shit. <laughs> oh gosh, Anakin, you sure did murder all these children Jedi, but we'll still promote you to the council, <laughs> but not grant you the rank of master. What? I don't think the system works. Just because I killed all those young Jedi. Yep. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Prequels. So these guys are still gossiping like, whoa, apparently... The carpos are all freaking out because one of them died. Oh, we're talking about what they look like, sorry. Yeah, um, we haven't even finished on the most important aspect of them. So green hair, spiral, Togruta, Leku. And he's wearing like a, a, a plush spiked bodysuit. It looks like like soundproofing foam with all those spikes mm. on it. But it's, it's, kind it's, of, like it's kind of an white. off-white. Yeah. Uh, he's sort of sitting in a shadowy thing, so it could just be white. I don't know. Mm, yeah. And it comes down to like just where his pants are. Mm, about no like his more. pelvic line. Yeah. No more. No less. But then I think it kind of dovetails and it has some cutaways on the sides that show off his hips. But then I think the same outfit like re-rallies and goes all the way down his body. I mean, naturally. Hard to tell because he's driving a car. Yeah. And the other guy that he's with... Uh, he's wearing a baseball cap pulled down over his face so we don't really get a good look at him. He has a pink kind it's, of... It's like, a, it's like a jacket tank top. Yeah, and it's cut away in such a way so that his abs are hidden... Mm. But it goes around them. And then I believe that also looks like it's coming into a full body suit mm, too. Yeah. So, you know, standard mob outfit. Yeah. They like to blend in. Look like normal people. Mm-hmm. They don't stand out or they'll get assassinated. Oh, just... When that... Okay, so when I saw them, I was like, ah, oh, that's why Liam was laughing. That's why. Uh, because gotcha. of because of arseholes like this. <laughs> so there's a whole thing while these guys are gossiping that the guy who's driving is not doing a good job at driving safely. No. He's like swerving over the road and the other guy has to grab the wheel and go, watch where you're driving. Oh, red light. Yeah. And he's just, he's ob- clearly absorbed in what they're talking and about. The salacious gossip about Polpo's death. Oh. But more importantly, 
about the rumours of his secret fortune. There's a secret fortune? Tell me more. You see, before Pol Po went to prison, you may recall he was convicted of a certain crime. Sure. <laughs> he converted some of his fortune, which he had, sure, uh-huh. into jewels and gold and hid them somewhere. Mm. It was too much to bank and he wanted to keep it secret from the organisation. Organisation 13? No. Okay. Passione. Ah, the real Organisation 13. <laughs> it's at least 5 billion lira, lira he says. Uh, Bruno later tells us it's 10 billion. Yeah. I like to think that Iraqi forgot. And so he was like... I doubt it. No, but I would just love the idea of like, he's writing this one chapter. He writes down 5 billion. And then next week he's like, what did I say? It was something billion. Uh, like, I don't know, like 10, 10 billion. Gosh, if only there was some way I could go back and look. <laughs> I could check. I, I think these that's things. that's a pretty silly. I, I know you're making it a jo- joking or something. I'm not joking. I because, legitimately would love that. I mean, this is clearly rumor and and uh, and hearsay. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Bruno, being the one who buried it, he knows how much yeah. there is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I just like to think Araki started writing and went. Uh, I think it was ten. It was probably ten. So these guys keep talking. They talk about how like no one was stupid to look for the hidden treasure while Polpo was alive, or he would have had them murdered. Mm. He would have had Bruno Bucciarati come down and break their legs, mm. zip them tight. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like what happened in the aftermath of Leaky Eye Luca. Gosh, I'm sure whoever Ooh. did him in suffering a world of hurt right now. <laughs> One of them wants to be like, oh, I'd use that money to just live the high life forever. And the other guy's like, nah, man, I'd work my way up the organisation. Just like Bruno Bucciarati's going to do. Yeah, he's going to work his way out to be capo. Who could have hidden the treasure? Gosh, Polpo was going to prison, so not him. He would find someone who was good at keeping their mouth shut. Now, no one like that exists, but Polpo did like Bucciarati. (laughs) (laughs) So, upon saying this... The camera is on passenger guy the whole time. The baseball cap man. Yep. yep. Then he looks away and, and the man that uh, he refers to as Zucchero, the driver. Which I swear is just another word for zucchini, but I don't know enough about names to... Is it going to be... I'm just re- rereading the name now and I'm assuming I've spelt it right here. Here, Based on what else I know about the Japanese... Uh, sorry, the Italian double C-H... Uh, mm-hmm. Meme. Sure. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> oh, it's been a while since I've done any linguistic stuff. Uh, I believe it's a photon. Morphine? A... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It might be Zuchero. 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 Because we have, uh, we're introduced to a Baccio this episode, who is A-B-A-C-C-H. I thought they would call him a Baccio. No, it's a Baccio. Oh. Not to be confused with Bruno Bucciara. Oh, no, hang on. No, yeah, I got, got it. Got it. I got it the wrong way round. Well, well, well. I guess the cat's on the other foot now. Looks like your secret fortune's yeah. been found Sorry. out. Yeah, it is Zucchero, because like Abacchio, it's got the CCH. Yeah, yes. and unlike Bucciarati, who is Bucciarati and just has the double C. Gotcha. So that whole diversion was pointless. <laughs> but really, isn't this whole show pointless? Yes. Bye. See ya. Uh, so yes, he looks over and Zucchero has vanished. What? But he was driving the fucking car. <laughs> yes. That doesn't bode well. No. So immediately this guy's like, what? Foreshadowing a particular opponent who may or may not be good at vanishing, who might appear later on. Okay, two things. Mm-hmm. One, that's not what happens, but okay. Yeah, it is. No, the people don't just magically vanish, like, vanish away. It's like he makes people. Yeah, but this guy. But... Has abruptly disappeared. I guess so, yeah, that's You don't true. know. You don't know the whole story yet. Yeah, but you do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, touche. Touche, <laughs> that's a fair point, yeah. And other guy's like, oh my god, I can't believe he believed it. I need to make sure this car doesn't crash. So grabs the wheel, 
stops it. He's Shouts like, after him, if you're going after Bucciarati, watch out, they're all stand users. It's that sage advice. Then you should be alright, right? It's 11.26am. The OP lads. <laughs> they're in a cafe or a restaurant. Is this what we're calling them now? The OP lads? Not anymore, because we've been introduced to them now. But previously, Aww. they were just those lads from the OP. Do they actually get a squad name? Uh, I don't think so. Damn it. They're just, you know, the gang. Aww. The, I wanted... the, the boys, the lads. But it's like, you know, in part... Our friends. Yeah, but in part three, it's like you have the Stardust Crusaders. I mean, they never referred to that in the text. But like, and in fact, that name wasn't coined until well after the publication was finished, if you oh, recall. Oh, I, I guess so. <laughs> but it's still such a nice name for them, you know? And in part four, you had the Unbreakable Diamonds. Yeah. The and in part two, you had the, Joseph people, Joestar. the people who tend towards battle. <laughs> Uh, okay, so there's a lot going on in this scene and like there's basically a couple of different sketches that are both running concurrently and occasionally they talk over each other. Yeah, so okay, let's start with math. Okay, let's start with math. Okay, two of our boys are Panacotta Fugo. Panacotta Fugo. Yeah, Panacotta Fugo. That's his real name. Yeah, he is the tall one with the red hair in the green jacket. The tall one... With the, oh, yeah, 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 I'm with you. The one that looks like Dio that isn't Dio. If you say so. Uh, of course, panna cotta is an Italian dessert. Mm-hmm. And fugo means dismissing in Italian. Dismissing so, panna cotta. Sure. What? Or panna cotta dismissing? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Do you want to list off his favourites for me? Uh, I don't actually have favourites for panna cotta fugo. I just have that he is 16 years old. He's 16 years old? Yep. He's actually, you'll find out more about this in coming weeks. His whole thing, he's kind of a boy prodigy, even though he looks like the oldest of these people. Correct. Or second oldest, I suppose, because no one looks older than a Bacchio. Is this why he's teaching our other little friend? Narancia Gerga. Narancia Narancia. Narancia Gerga. Yeah. Who is 17 years old. Ah... Ah. Even though he's the youngest, he looks like he's the youngest and most androgynous of a very young and androgynous looking group. Without a doubt. <laughs> uh, I have some facts about uh, Narancia. Okay. So, an Arancia, mm-hmm. uh, it means orange in Italian. Ah. Arancia, noun, orange, fruit. Oh, well, thank you for that, Wiktionary. Mm-hmm. We only get the best sources here on JoJo's World. <laughs> 17 years old. His favourite foods are pizza. Especially margarita pizza topped with mushrooms. Nice. Well, oh, actually, no. Don't like the mushrooms. mushrooms. I like no. a margarita with anchovy, though. Yes, an excellent choice. Anything mm-hmm. with anchovies is a good choice. Mm. Uh, and his favourite beverage is orange juice. Is that cannibalism? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, his favourite musicians are Snoop Dogg and Tupac. Oh, no. Snoop Dogg is, of course, uh, Calvin Cortazar Broadus Jr., what? That's his real name? <laughs> yep. Wow. An American rapper, singer, record producer, television personality, entrepreneur, and actor. Famous, of course, most for pretending to stream video games and getting high. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see, I think it was like at an E3 of Battlefield 5 or something, where they brought Snoop Dogg in? No. And they were like, so, let's have a look how, uh... no, they had like an interview. It's like, Snoop Dogg, what you going to do? It's like, well, I've got a secret plan up my sleeve of how I'm going to perform in this tournament. So then they cut away to him like an hour later. He's got like a spliff in his mouth. It's like, ah, I see he's got a secret weapon going on. (laughs) I believe it. And of course, we all know that in 2012, after a trip to Jamaica, Snoop announced a conversion to Rastafarianism Mm. and a new alias Snoop Lion. I thought it was Snoop King. Well, you're 
evidently objectively wrong. I don't I, I don't remember hearing that, and it's not mm. mentioned in this Wikipedia article preamble. I figure it must be Snoop Lion. Ah, then. other names. DJ Snoopadelic, Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoop Lion, Snoopzilla, and Nemo Hose. Nemo Hose? That's pretty good. What? Can I just be a rapper named, ne- like, Nemo Found? He is... <laughs> Why Found? Well, because it's like, you know, most rappers talk about, like, the long-term capitalism, like, problems, you know? Where it's like, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer sure. kind of thing. And then it's like, the rappers on the streets, they, uh... I feel like this isn't answering my question, and the look on your face tells me you're running out of steam. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, if we've already found Nemo, but the systemic problems are continuing with poor memory functions due to no access to proper healthcare of these fish... I can rap about that. Tupac Shakur was an American rapper, writer, and actor, considered by one many to be one of the greatest actors, sorry, rappers of all time. Definitely uh, not the greatest actor, I can tell you. <laughs> also famous for maybe being dead. <laughs> I need to know, is that written down there or did no, you just that, add that in? I editorialized oh. that. We all, we all know the conspiracies about Tupac faking his death. I mean, yeah, but we can't just leave it there. No, we can, because we have boys to talk about. <laughs> so these two boys. These two lads. Panacotta Fugo and Narancia Gerga. Dismissive, what was it? Dismissive Panacotta and Orange, orange Juice. That's not... It is now. It is no. now. This is the JoJo's World retcon. His name is Orange Juice. So Orange Juice is sitting there. <laughs> here's, a fun, here's a fun note on um, Narancia's JoJo wiki introductory paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Of note is that Narantia is depicted as having prominent abdominal muscles in the anime. Yes. Contrasting with Mr. and Fugo, whom both have no visible abs. Hey? I don't know why that's there. I mean, this is important information to have, Liam. If you're not looking at these abs... So, Fugo is helping Narantia... Uh, do math. Do math. Do his times tables. Because apparently he didn't go to school? Yes. Yeah. And as I let slip... Fugo is a sort of boy genius. A child prodigy. Yeah. So they're doing the, doing the, mathem- the mathematics. Uh, Narachia doesn't want to study, but Fugo is like, no man, you can do it. It's hard to put yourself out there and like make yourself vulnerable like that, asking someone to help you learn something that most people learned in grade school. Mm. I really respect you and you're beautiful. Anyway, what's uh, five times six? Five, five, five times... Five times six is... Uh, it's... it's I don't know. Nick, like put the, me out of my misery. It's like 30? Yeah, great. Good work, good work. Cut to the other sketch. <laughs> a waiter wheels in some cheesecake. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and much... And we are introduced to our other two boys, Guido Mister. I'm sorry, what? Guido Mister. Is, is that meant to be Mr. Guido? No. Well, if, it, if it's Japanese, don't they normally put it... M-I-S-T-A. Yeah, yeah, I know, but... If it's in Japan, wouldn't the first name be last no, and the family name? Because he's Italian. First? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, when they read it in Japanese, no. you would read it, Mister Guido. No. Oh, okay, all right. No. <laughs> well, anyway, his name is Guido Mister. Mister is derived from insalata Mister. Noun: mixed salad. That's a fucking cop out. That's not very Italian. That's just salad. <laughs> it's an Italian word for mixed salad. What do you want from me? I want actual like notable Italian food. You don't know. You don't know <laughs> about Italian cooking, Nick. You don't know if there's an uh, if there's an iconic mixed salad. <laughs> I walk into an Italian restaurant. I want my iconic Italian mixed salad. <laughs> He's 18 years old. He's a Sagittarius. We all know what that oh, means. No. His favorite movies are Pretty Woman, 
and the Bridges of Madison County. Bridges of Madison County. Yeah. He'd get along very well with Rohan. Oh, oh he was, was he into that? Oh, he had all that Pretty Woman replica furniture, exactly. of course. Exactly. Yep. Uh, his favourite food is Tuscanian white beans. Ooh. Tripper. I don't know what that is. Let's find out. Oh, tripe. Tripe? Yeah. Edible mm. lining from the stomachs of various farm animals. I mean, I'd give it a go, but like, ooh. Uh, and uh, peppers. Just normal peppers. Mm-hmm. Wait, when they say peppers, do they mean like chilies or do they mean like, like capsicums? Yeah, all right. Okay. I can live with that. I presume. His favorite actor is Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci? Yeah. You know, Monica Bellucci, Italian actress and model. Is that it? Is that the whole. <laughs> she was uh, a bride of Dracula in Francis Ford Coppola's uh, gothic romance Bram Stoker's Dracula. I haven't seen it. She was Persephone in The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions. Oh, I have no words of her. Yeah, she's the one who's all like, I don't like my husband, you take the thing. She was the Bond girl in Spectre. Oh, there you go. Monica Bellucci. Monica Bellucci. How long has she been around for? A while. And long enough, apparently, to get a favourite from this 2001 set uh, Italian mafioso story. His favourite musician is The Carpenters. Who are The Carpenters? The Carpenters were an American vocal and instrumental duo consisting of siblings Karen and Richard Carpenter. Nice. They produced a distinct soft musical style. Like lo-fi hip-hop? Their hits included, parentheses, They Long To Be, Close To You, and We've Only Just Begun. Is that the one that's like, close to you? Could be. I don't know. I don't care. And uh, finally, his favourite athlete is Roberto Baggio. We've got a lot of facts about Mr. man. Roberto Baggio. Is he a soccer player? Yeah. Uh, he mainly played as second striker or as an Italian, uh, sorry, as an attacking midfielder. Were you about to say an Italian midfielder? You know I was, baby. Oh. So, Mr's there, as is the final new boy, Leon Abacchio. Now, this is spelled A-B-B-A-C-C-I? C-C-H-I. C-C-H-I. Right. Leon, of course, means lion. Lion. And Abacchio refers to lamb meat. So there's a nice lamb. little duality yeah. going on there. So maybe he's like deep down, he's, oh, he's a fragile a soul. Dick, he's a fragile he puts soul. Up, he puts out a fierce exterior. <laughs> he's 21 years old. Oh, he's already fierce. He's an Aries. Oh. His Chinese zodiac is the monkey. Sure. <laughs> His favorite movie is Sling Blade. Sling Blade? I love them French fried potatoes. I haven't seen Sling Blade. Okay, you should check out Sling Blade. Sling Blade. Uh, his favorite food is foods are white wine. That's not a food. <laughs> it is the way I consume it. <laughs> sure. Uh, Ruchetta salad. Okay. And uh, margarita pizza. So you'll so notice... he'd get along well with uh, Narancio in that yeah. regard. So you notice that uh, when they said salad, that actually has a name that's Italian. <laughs> Go not fuck just... yourself. <laughs> what, what kind of salad is that? I don't know. What, what is it called? Narut- what? Yeah, Naruto salad. Naruto salad. Ruchetta. Ruchetta, Ruchetta salad. His favourite actor is also Monica Bellucci. <laughs> Do you reckon they just had a movie Do you movie reckon Araki just knew one Italian actress? It's like, man, she good. Yeah, they like him. <laughs> they must have just... Everyone in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure loves Monica Bellucci. <laughs> it's like, literally everyone in Mario is like, hey, have you ever seen that Monica Bellucci film? I have. Have you? Yes. Yeah, I can't wait for the... um. Uh, 2015 set uh, edition of uh, Thus Spoke Kashibe Rohan, where they all go and see Spectre. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. His favourite musician is Claudio Monteverdi, or Claudio Monteverdi. Thank you for pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Who was an Italian composer, string player, and choir master circa 1567. Oh, he's a classical man. Evidently. Oh. 
Uh, and his favourite athlete is Ayrton Senna. Who Wait, is Senna. Senna. He's a famous guy. Racing driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the super fa- He had like the, um, the green and white outfit, I think. I don't know. Everyone loved him. He died in an accident while leading the 1994 mm. San Marino Grand Prix for Williams. He did. Mm. And everyone was like, oh no, he was so good. He's been often been voted as the best and most influential Formula One driver of all time. He drove pretty well. That's what they say about him. <laughs> he was a pretty good driver, so they say. Mm. He was egg out of ten. Don't think that's how we use that. So yes, so the skit <laughs> going on with these guys is that uh, the waiter has just wheeled in four slices of delicious cheesecake for the four boys in the restaurant. Oh, that's rational and logical. But... Guido Mister is superstitious about the number four. Why so? Um, so the thing about this is... Because when we were watching it, I was like... I was like, I'll explain he... it later. Yeah. Uh, in So this is an Italian mobster who mm-hmm. has a Japanese superstition based on Japanese uh, homonyms. Okay. Because the character used for four, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, is pronounced the same way or maybe reads the same way. And so, you, we all know I don't read <laughs> Japanese as the character for death. Um, so it reads the same as death. Yeah. So they Which, don't like four. So it's like, it's like, you know how there's a lot of suspicion in Western society about 13 for no particular mm, reason. Yeah. It's very unlucky. Um, four is considered an unlucky number sometimes. And right. Mr. is particularly sensitive to that. Mm. So he's there being so like. Later in the what? episode, he also doesn't want the fourth yacht. Yeah. He's very animate about these fours. Mm, mm. Mm. So he kind of goes. And that's going to come up in an interesting way when we're introduced to his stand. Oh. So he kind of goes, hey. What the fuck is this shit? Why are there only four slices? I can't pick one from four. Yeah. And he's like yelling. And he's like, look, this isn't, this, this isn't enough. Okay. This, there needs to be more than four. And the other guy, Abakio. Abakio. Abakio is like, the hell's wrong with you? Just calm down. Yeah. Uh, and then Mr's like, uh, when I was a kid, I heard a story about a, a boy who adopted a kitten, one kitten from four. And then it scratched his eyes out and he beat it to death. Okay. Although he's very nonchalant about the beating the yeah, cat to yeah. death. So he's like, and then it scratched out his eyes. He lost his eye from that. It was really bad. Naturally, he beat the cat to death. And that boy grew up to be Nick Fury. <laughs> We've all seen Captain Marvel. Anyway. No, I um, have not. I like how we cut back to math uh, skit in a moment. Mm. And while that's going on, and uh, there's sort of a moment where it's, it's hard to track as a, um, at least as an English viewer, mm. because Mr. is still ranting about uh, four. four. But where our main focus is on back on math. But while this is happening, uh, Abakio just gets up in the background and goes and gets a slice, just resolving the whole issue. But Mister's yeah. just—he's still going. He's like, "Well, no, it doesn't matter that it's not like cheesecake or anything. What I care about is that it's four. Yeah. Oh, there is a good moment where, um, before we cut back, mm. where Abakio is like, "If you don't want to take one from four, don't eat the bloody cake, then." And Mister's like, "But I want some cake." He's very angry. He's like, yeah. "The thing is, I want the cake. I just can't have the cake." Uh, meanwhile, um, Narantia is like, I did it. 16 times 55 is 28. At which point, what's his name? Uh, Fugo. Fugo. He's got a bit of a temper. He shoves a fork into Narantia's cheek. Narantia's cheek. Mm-hmm. And then grabs him by the hair, mm-hmm. slams oh, his head into the table. yells at him a bit first. Oh, yeah. And he goes, what the hell is wrong with you? How many times do I have to teach you basic math? You just said six times five is 30. How did you get less than 30? Slams his head into the table. Blood goes quite everywhere. A, quite a contrast to uh, how he was before being like, it's hard to put yourself out there and make yeah. yourself vulnerable. Like, mm. uh, slams him down there. Um... 
At this point, I have written a note. Hey, you gonna eat that cake? I can't remember who said that. <laughs> I think it was Mr. Because... Oh, because Abakio had a yeah. slice. Um, and then, then Narantia pulls out a switchblade and is like, Don't look down on me, Fugo. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> So, so these guys are a tight unit. Yeah, I like the way this goes back and forth because first we're introduced to um, to the map guys and they mm. seem like very sensible and supportive. Uh, cake guys go off the rails uh, and they're like, okay, so those are the immature ones and these guys are our like senior figures. They're like Avdol and, uh, and Joseph yeah. or whatever. But then they just start stabbing each other. <laughs> You're like, okay, so everyone's Polnareff. <laughs> everyone's a fucking idiot. <laughs> I especially like that, like, Mr. and Abakio are like, mm. oh, this is just how it is now. We have to sit out like adults. Mm. You're going to eat that one piece of cheesecake? Because I can't have the four. <laughs> Ultimately, in terms of our, di- our ongoing dynamics, yeah. um, Abakio is probably the most sensible and mature of these ones, though he's a bit of an asshole. Well, he's 21 years old, you know. That's when you're like, you're trying to be serious, you're trying to he's, be well known. He's serious and angry, and as you probably noticed near the end of this episode, he just his thing is he just really fucking hates Giorno. <laughs> <laughs> Every time it's like, Giorno, that's a really good idea. It's like, yeah, we should do it. No. Would, it would have been a good idea if Giorno hadn't had it. <laughs> uh, Fugo's generally pretty smart and sensible, but he's got a big temper. Yep, so Fugo's the stab fork, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Mr. and Narantia are just kind of idiots. <laughs> I did notice that Mr. was like, oh, he's basically Polnareff. Mr.'s an interesting fella. He's got a gun. He does. You've seen that in the OP. Yeah. Um, Mr. is, he emerged as the um, the favourite from the very bad manga translation uh, that was previously the only way to read part five. Oh, this is the... The, the one that had no personality. Yeah. Because Mr., has, I think, distinctly enough personality that it managed to shine through despite yeah. despite the issues with that translation. Interesting. He's a he's a real character. Okay. That He's a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. I was thinking like if he has enough character, <laughs> does he just go off the rails occasionally? Yeah. I mean he doesn't have those like he doesn't have like the abrupt switch that uh Fugo has. Sure. He's not a walking death mm. trap. He's more of a like a series of rat traps that are lined across like a floor. And, and the n- more that you set off, the more that emerge further ahead. Narantia's thing is he's kind of naive sometimes and also he has a switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> His two defining characteristics. <laughs> he's a bit dumb and he's got a knife. <laughs> yeah. A perfect combination <laughs> for a man in a mob. <laughs> Uh, Bruno comes in and breaks up these two brawls that are about it's to like, kick off. Oi, idiots, quit it. You're bothering the other customers. I can literally hear you from the entrance. <laughs> Good God, I'm here to introduce you to our new friend and you're just being fucking idiots. How am I, how am I Bruno Bucciarati, beloved by all, meant to put up with this? So, upon, like, introducing Giorno... There's just silence. And then, like... So you're going to eat that cake? You're going yeah, to give yeah. me that thing? I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll study harder in future. And Bruno's like, hey, be nice to Giorno. Treat him with some fucking respect. Now I have to go take an important phone call right now. Don't do any hazing to him. At which point, Abakio subtly grabs the tea, tea kettle. No, well, not, tea that set, not that subtly. He grabs the whole fucking pot, mm-hmm. puts it under the table. Just fills it with his piss. <laughs> just kind of pops it back up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All casual likes. Giorno, have a seat. Drink some tea with us. So, so I briefly thought when this, like, 
when I saw the animation for it, I was like, oh, is this a stand thing? And then it clicked in my mind. It's like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is happening. Oh, no. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Bruno finishes his phone call and a tiny old lady knocks on the window like, Mr. Bucciarati, Mr. Bucciarati. What is it, old lady? I need a favour. It's me, Mrs. Menini. Very well, I'll come listen to you, Just for this, I'm Bruno. This classic tiny Italian nonna. Do um, we not see the second one yet? No, oh, not yet. Not. This, then we later see the details of this request in a flashback. Um, so weird. Abakio pours the yellow tea. The Bright. glaringly obvious urinal tea. Yeah, it's... There's no tea in there, let's be honest. No, no, not even remotely. Drink up, Giorno. And everyone else looks shocked. No, they don't look shocked. They're like, oh, he's a fucking idiot. They look varying degrees of, like, apprehensive and, like, smug. And just like, go on. How old are you, Giorno? Fifteen years old? That's two years younger than Narantia. He sniffs the yellow tea, only then realising there's something wrong. And he's like, dun-dun. They all look smug. What's wrong, Giorno? You've already thanked us for the tea. Drink it. Eat your hamburger, Giorno. Eat, eat the pennies, Giorno. <laughs> drink the piss, Giorno. <laughs> Come on, just I'm not going to the... drink the piss. Come on, drink the piss. It's not even that much. <laughs> <sighs> drink the They're all laughing at him. Maybe he doesn't want to be one of us. <laughs> and he just immediately goes, I'm going to drink this delicious piss. Swam! Slams it back like a solo, lets you drink it fast. And that's how he got the mob nickname, Piss Drinker Giorno. (laughs) Every three days, you don't think he's going to do it. And yet... They're all like, no way! Slowly lower the mug against a black background as it slowly hits the table and the angle emerges. There's no more liquid in the cup. And they're all like, what? Mr. seems... Really impressed by it. Everyone else just seems vaguely shocked. They're like, he didn't actually drink the piss. You must have used your, like your special power for it, right? And he's like, maybe I did. I'll maybe never tell. I'll never tell you if I just drank that delicious piss. And then we hear in his mind, you're probably wondering how I drank that mm. piss. Well, guess what? I didn't. I turned one of my teeth into a jellyfish. Now, I'm not a jellyfish master. Jellyfish are 98% liquid, which means it sucked up all the delicious piss. No, I'm not buying that shit. There's a really good Twitter account called something like a Blazed Vento Oreo, mm. which just recounts bits from this as if everyone in it is super high. Yeah. Uh, and the one for this is something along the lines of, um, I didn't drink it. I just turned a je- I just turned one of my teeth into a jellyfish and it drank it all. So you still drank it then? No, it was the jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you see what I mean about Jorno just being able to do basically whatever the yeah. hell he wants. Yeah, I'm feeling that. Where it's like, oh, so it's life. Therefore, it worked totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Everyone, uh, Bruno comes back in and everyone is marveling over this. And he's like, there's something about Jorno that's just hard to dislike. You know, if there's two things I like about people, it's when they drink mm-hmm. piss and they beat me down. Jorno's just really approachable and respectable. He's got that really reassuring yellow sheen mm. on his teeth. Mm. You know, the kind that comes when you don't clean your teeth for like weeks at a time, mm. or you're, you've just finished drinking your own urine. I'll say this about Jorno Giovanna. Mm. Gonna be really good at wilderness survival. <laughs> it's gonna stay hydrated. Sure. Oh, Jesus. He could turn a vine into a snake skin that snake, mm-hmm. and then Bear grill style, use that snake skin to drink his own piss. Nice. That's very frugal. 
and applicable in many situations. Yes. So we've met the gang now. Bruno's like, let's go. They're all walking out. There's a brief, um, as, as we are cutting in to Bruno's flashback, we hear discussion in the background about like, how are we going to get a car? Mr. Trashed our last one. That was an accident. Oh, we're going to hire one. Blah, blah, blah. Cut to flashback. Mrs. Menini's friend has a problem. I'm so sorry for bothering you, but my son's been beating me. Oh no, Mrs. Menini's friend. Yes. That's, what can I, the great Bruno Bucciarati, do for that? You can fuck his shit right <laughs> up. He used to be such a nice boy, but now he's been getting into <gasps> drugs. <laughs> and then Bruno's face immediately goes from, I can help you too. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm so sweaty. And they keep talking like, what makes them sell drugs, Bucciarati? I'm so scared of the drugs. You'll do something about the drugs, won't you, Bucciarati? Yeah, I I can help you out. Fuck me. Uh, and as they're walking back in the present, we see like a brief like Beauty and the Beast style montage of everyone being like, "Hello, Bucciarati. Hey, Bucciarati, come by my restaurant later. Oh, no charge for you, Mister Bucciarati. Oh, that's totally fine. We've been selling drugs to the kids <laughs> at the yacht shop. Oh yeah, they go to a yacht shop. Yeah, they're getting a yacht. Yeah, they're gonna hire a yacht. Uh, Mr. doesn't want the fourth yacht. All the yachts are marked like Lagoon 1 through 5. Hmm. So... That will be relevant later. So Bucciarati's all like, Hey, let's get the one on the far left. Mm-hmm. Narancia is loading his arms up with snacks and shit. Hmm. He's uh, getting some pasitas. And this forms like a, a fun little joke. Because the, the yacht store man is like, I could never charge you, Mr. Bucciarati. And Bruno is touched by his generosity, driven by... Uh, Fear of the mob, <laughs> but also being a pillar of the community. Yep. Uh, and then Narancia is like, oh, I'll check me out for all these snackaroonies. Uh... You know, jokes. Taking advantage of his generosity. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Classic, classic. <laughs> they ask for the one on the left. The man sees that the man hands them the keys with the number one marked on them. Ah. And we see. Cut to all the guys sailing on Lagoon 2. <laughs> now, hang on a minute here. You can't tell me that the one key isn't the, the key for... That would be quite two. a misprint on the yacht, I'm sure. I'm or maybe the key. I would love if there's a plot loop that's just like... Or not a plot loop. If there's a plot device where it ends up being like, Oh, you thought you bought Lagoon number two? No, this is Lagoon number four. As the, the sticker, boat. the sticker mm. starts like peeling off the front. Mm. It's like, my God, he's right. <laughs> Not the fourth boat. Now we're cursed with bad luck for seven days. And then an orangutan is there. <laughs> it just pops out like, morning, boys. So we get some fun sketch uh, as Noranchi is listening to a boombox with headphones, but it's too loud for Mister to read his magazine. And also. He's just like, <clears throat> with his fist he's on his thigh. Out. Yeah. Mister's trying to read a fashion mag. It's too loud. Something must be done. Wait, are you saying fashion mag, quote unquote? No, I'm just saying just a, a fashion. fashion mag. Oh, those exist in, it- in Italy? The peak area of fashion? I would think there more than anywhere else. Hmm, curious. So, um, hmm. oh, Narancia, I'm thirsty. Would you sell me one of the drinks you bought? Bro, you always ask me to sell you shit and you never pay me back. But I want it. <laughs> All right, fine. Great. Cola or separato? 
I think I'll go with a, a separatus. I like how they're clearly saying Sprite, yeah. but the subtitles were S-A-P-R-I-T-E, which I wonder if that is a... Copyright st- thing? Yeah. Mm, it could be. And yet the Pepsi sign remained unmolested. <laughs> I mean, Pepsi, they're very progressive. They mm. like this weeb shit, but not the Sprite. <laughs> Owned by the Coca-Cola company, of course. Uh, see, that's why. They had the Pepsi. Coke yeah. was like, we're not being in this mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of that. So he gives him the drink can. Uh, and and he asks him to hold his fashion mag. While he opens the drink can. And then he opens it and goes to take his magazine back. But holds it there strategically for a moment. While he pours a mouthful of that delicious saparite <laughs> into the boombox. It sounds like a crystal, doesn't it? Saparite. Yeah, that's my favourite crystal gem. You know, it has a lot of healing powers, I've heard. Mm. Um, if you put it by your bed at night, uh, the goblins won't kill you. Oh, f- I've been trying to get something to keep these fucking goblins away. Yeah. Is this why you keep dying? It's because the goblins keep this showing up? This is why up? I haven't slept in weeks. Ah. You can see the spoils of goblin-based battle around my room that we're mm. recording in. It's all bloody. There's swords everywhere. Rusty swords sticking into Look, the walls. There's an errant ear over there. You can't have ears in your room. And I spend all my waking hours maintaining my plus three broadsword. What you need is a harmonic oscillating saparite. Sits on your desk, oscillates with your brainwaves. Keeps all them goblins away. Exactly. So. Even the metaphorical ones. The boombox stops working and Narantia's like, Oh, that electronic store man, I'll get him. I'll cut him up good. Poor electronic store man. He's gonna die one day. I think Mr. asks Bruno where we're going and he's like, we're going to... The electronic store. (laughs) Yeah, to beat up that guy. We're going to the magical island of Capri. Yeah. You know Capri Sun? That's where that's from. That's literally the only place it's manufactured. Anywhere else that makes Capri, it can't be called Capri. It's like champagne. Ah. Yeah. So it's we're just going a, to the solar beverage. <laughs> we're going to the sun. So um, let's skip through this exposition pretty pretty yeah. broadly. Uh, basically, Bruno hid the, the jewels on Capri long, long ago. and He's the only one who knows they're there. He won't tell them exactly where yet because they need to get this money so he can become a capo. And everyone's like, yes, I believe in Bucciarati. He's won my loyalty through and through. He should become a capo. So it, all of these guys are like... Everyone loves Bucciarati. Okay, all right. For nondescript reasons? We'll see. We'll actually see why everyone's super loyal to Bucciarati over the coming weeks. Oh, okay. All right. We're going to get a lot of flashbacks. Oh, God. Okay. I can handle that. Sure. Uh, But point being that he's just a stand-up guy who's earned their loyalty. You know, I could have punched you harder, but I didn't. Not quite like that. Oh, okay. That's how Giorno makes friends. (laughs) Um... Bruno turns around and strikes a pose. He's like, the treasure's worth 10 billion lira. Woo! What? We're going to be fucking rich. Then things start going wrong. Bruno's the only one who sees it, but Narantia gets pulled into a... Pulls that pull out of sight and vanishes. Everyone's like, where'd Narantia go? Quick, search, spread out, search for him. There's his shoe. So Mr. grabs like a little... Um, um, a life ring. Yeah. And, and he jumps down to the lower deck. And he's then, all like, where the hell are you, Narantia? You playing games or what? But then he... Si- silence after he goes out of view. Fugo looks over and the life ring is just rolling along the deck. Where'd Mr. go? Did he go in here? I, Fugo, will open this container and look. Now Fugo's gone. This is getting real fucking weird. Now we're just left with three boys. Bucciarati. Abacchio. Giovanna. Sure. And everything takes on that ominous grainy filter that we've seen in part four, but mm. this time it's got a distinct purple tinge. Ooh. It's all very ominous. And stylish. There's a bit of damage to the, vo- bo- to the boat near where Fugo vanished, but everything is otherwise 
silent it's, and deadly. Yeah. So it's a it's a lot of damage mm. where Fugo left. They they deduce that someone is hiding on the boat, trying to pick them off. Now they were hoping Bruno would reveal where the money was, but now they're impatient. And it's gonna, they're going to try to take out everyone else and then make him talk. Now. Giorno's all like, here's my theory. I'm gonna... I turned that shoe into a fly, and that fly's looking for Narancia, which means he's still alive. But the thing is, it wouldn't be doing that if he was dead, so we know he must be using everyone as hostages or something. And we know they're not just down in the cabin, or in that container, because then the fly would just go in there. Something weird is going on. Hmm... Maybe we'll have to use our powers and our in- in- ingenuity to solve this mystery. And, and Abakio's just well, like, well, Bruno's oh. like, Abakio, your stand would be perfect for this. And he's like, yeah, it would be perfect if Jorno didn't make up the fucking yeah. ideas. Jorno's just a coward being scared. He brought those ideas up out of fear and desperation. Yeah. I'm not going to reveal my stand power in front of this loser. And Abakio's like, don't be such a stupid shit. And he's like, no, I will be. Wait, do you mean Bruno's like, don't be such a stupid yes, shit? Yes, to Abakio, sorry. There we go. <laughs> it's like Abakio to himself. Don't be an idiot. I want to be an idiot. It appears we're at an impasse. The only way that this can be resolved is if Giorno Giovanna does his trademark move. I have a dream. Time to do something very stupid. He Giorno, jumps up. He stands up. He runs towards where Fugo disappeared. He leaps over like a little hole, little, little compartment, hot storage thing in the boat. Yep. Drainage, I think it's like a drainage thing. Sure. Uh, and then as he does it, a tentacle-like arm shoots up, grabs him, stabs him with a knife, and he starts to, like, shrivel up. <gasps> what? He fades away. The music is really cool while this is happening. No, it's more than cool, Liam. It's orchestral. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's like... Uh, I was talking to you about this before we recorded. It's, it's the theme for when the gang does something really cool, <laughs> but it's... Just a short segment of a song that otherwise sounds entirely different and, like, very funky. Yeah. Can you send me that song so I can be like, man, this is different. Yeah, I'll see if I can track it down. Because, like, we heard in the background just, Jojo. Oh, yeah, there's got vocals. Yeah. And it's just like, it's amazing on so many levels. Mm. Yep. It just makes me so happy. So that's playing. Oh. Uh, Bruno goes a step forward, but then, woof, Abakio has stepped up. He's glowing with amazing stand energy. And he's like, I'll solve this mystery. With my stand. No one out idiots me. (laughs) Oh yes, he's like, Jono, you crazy bastard. All this to prove yourself to me. Abakio, to be continued. So, Nick. Yes. We met a lot of boys today. Holy shit, did we ever. Highlights and lowlights. Well, I just want to say that the math thing Mm -hmm. is probably my highlight. Because as a lover of maths myself. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Uh, it is amazing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh yeah, it's 30. And then it's just so fucking stupid where it's like, it's 28. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? No. You fucking moron. I've been in that exact situation many a time before. <laughs> You've done some tooting. I did. And I was like, so all you have to do is this. So like, then you stabbed them with a fork and they pulled a switchblade on you. And were like, I'll kill you, Nick. Got, I'll kill you. I got kicked off the boat. It was really bad. <laughs> My highlight is probably in a similar vein, the um, the boombox gambit. Ah, so good. Uh, I feel like that, uh, more so than the distinctly introductory flavour of the previous scene, mm. uh, it, it just demonstrates like these lads getting up to some shenanigans when they're they're at when they're at ease mm. uh, and I think it also demonstrates as a good way of compar- comparing them to probably the most comparable protagonist group in Jojo the part 3 protagonists 
these guys being criminals have a have a bit more of like a mean edge to them, yeah. but are still like ultimately fine people. They're just silly. They, yeah, they're, they're just silly idiots, but like... They don't have a moral Their code. shenanigans uh, feel a little meaner than the, um, yeah. the part three protagonists. Yeah, just fill your mouth with like 10 cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> do that thing you do. Low, Low lights. lights. Ooh, it's a tricky one. It's a tr- I want to say the, the joke where Naranchi is all like, put this on the tab, buddy. Didn't fly for you? Yeah, it didn't really connect for me. I was okay. like, okay, all right, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. My low light, uh, there wasn't one. Whoa. There has to be one. Just putting it out there. Uh, my low light is just the single shot of mm. Abakio pissing in the teacup. Yeah, but his fingers are there. <laughs> Imagine if they weren't there. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine a world. Imagine a world where we just got a great shot of Abakio's dick. You know, some say it's his stand power. Others say he's just, I don't know where this is going. Incredibly well endowed. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so Nick. Yes. The gang are all assail on the Lagoon 2. People are disappearing. It's not the Lagoon 1 or the Lagoon 4 that we know of. People are disappearing. Only Abakio and Bruno are left now. Ooh. Abakio says, I'll solve this problem with my stand. What do you think will happen next time on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5, Vento Oreo, in the episode, which is entitled Moody Blues Counterattack. Fucking Moody Blues. Moody Blues. Oh, who wrote Moody Blues? Because uh, it's a song. We'll have to find out next time. Oh, fuck. All right. No, it's a band. It's one of the two. It's something musical. It's some music reference. Blues. It sounds like a genre. <laughs> moody. Eh. We're all moody. Yeah. So, okay. Moody blues is probably a Bacchio stand. A Bacchio. A Bacchio stand. Makes sense. It, it's a counter-attack because they're being attacked. Because the so attack is ca- happening. Yeah. So, so if he counters... Counter-attack. Yeah. So I think it's a very literal title mm-hmm. where a Bacchio is going to attack mm-hmm. with his stand, Moody Blues. So we've had some glimpses of his stand in the OP... Wait, and the we? ED. Have we? Yeah. Because we see them all. Oh, you mean of like his actual thing, not like the power. No. No. So do you have any guesses as to what its power might be? Ugh, something that... Apparently it's something like people are disappearing. He would be good for this. Yeah. Now... He'll solve this mystery with his stand. Yeah. That to me sounds like something to do with... Something to do with maybe... I don't know, like seeing things where things aren't there or like just forcing things to come into the open. Maybe he has x-ray vision. I'll smoke him out. Yeah, something to do with being able to make the invisible visible in some way. Oh, yeah. Bringing a uh, bag of flour to a fight with a chameleonic enemy. Yes. You can't change your skin if you've got flour all over yeah. it. It's a classic. As the old color. saying goes. <laughs> A leopard can't change its spots if it's covered in flour. Never have truer words been spoken. So he'll, he'll use his power to defeat this guy. Yeah, so I don't know what it could be, though, mm. because, like, he's, he's very ominously saying this well, would be good for Let's work like, backwards. What do you think this guy is doing to hide and capture our boys? Okay, so when he stabbed Giorno, mm-hmm. Giorno Giovanna. He had a dream. He had a dream. And now he's dead. <laughs> now he's got stabbed. So it looked like he was, like, shriveling? So either he's being absorbed into, like, his knife, or maybe oh, yeah. he's just, like... Hungry knife. Ooh. Uh, or, like, maybe he's just, like, getting absorbed into the stand or something. Oh, yeah. Um, like from that bad yeah. episode of Doctor Who. Which one's that? Love and Monsters. The one with the absorber loft. The one where it ends with Mining Myrtle getting turned into a rock that has a boyfriend and just gives him blowjobs. Uh, what? Sure. Okay. 
That sounds like a great life. It was a bad episode. (laughs) So, I don't know. I reckon probably the shriveling thing and getting sucked into a tentacle. Oh, yeah. It's eating them. And then it's going to eat me. Oh, my God. Or like eating them into another dimension. Oh, we've we've seen that before. Have we ever? Okay. uh, So, he'll use his power to defeat that. I don't know how. Because, yeah, I haven't got much to go off right now. Mm -hmm. But it's probably something moody. Ah. Mm. 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 Uh, Maybe and, some moody blues. And then what will happen? They'll go to Capri, but dude that was in the car will be there ah, already. I yeah. knew you were going to Capri. I was the yeah. one who watched Bruno hide the treasure. <laughs> but how did you know where I was that whole time? It's like, well, I'm I, stalking you because I'm in love so with you. <laughs> Why don't we live on Capri? End of series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I reckon maybe he'll just be on Capri already. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he'll buy a boat and be like, that's right, I stalked you. With Lagoon 4. Oh, here it comes. It's got a big skull head. (laughs) It's like, it looks very different to what it was before. It's like, yeah, I decked it out. I got money. Yeah, I'm a mobster. I do what I want. I know what I like. So maybe he'll just end up on Capri. They'll have another stand battle there. They'll ultimately win, but then they'll be fucking loaded. Except the fortune isn't as big as he thought. Big twists. Uh, Even after he buried it. It, yes. it depreciated in value. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be like, um, maybe someone else already knew where it was. Oh, and they, who? local kids have been picking it off for decades. Maybe. Yep, I'm decades old. <laughs> so, that seems pretty comprehensive. Sure. Want to wrap things up? Sure. I've been Nick. I've been Liam. If you want to follow us, you can follow us at Twitter at uh, Jojo's Podcast. And Instagram. At Jojo's Podcast, mm-hmm. again. Um, at time of release, there's probably about two more days to get in your uh, best Jojo bracket uh, submissions. Yeah, about that. Got yeah. a, we've had a good bunch. Could use a few more. Sure. Uh, you can also follow us on Patreon, where we are... Yeah, you can follow us on Patreon. <laughs> where www.patreon.com slash Jojo's World. Looking forward to those dumb Patreon changes that are coming down the line. Oh boy. We're grandfathered into the old system until probably like a year down the line where they're like, we've got such great feedback on the new system, we're going to make you switch. And then I'll be like, and I'm going to make me switch platforms to Drip by Kickstarter. Wait, what do you mean by this stuff? Anyway. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Until next time. To be be continued. Arrivederci.